Hey friends, welcome back. My name is Courtney and this is the Ancient Health Podcast. This month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And on today's episode, Dr. Motley helps us understand estrogen-driven cancers. If you've ever wondered what makes you more susceptible to this form of cancer or how you can balance hormones to prevent cancer, save this episode and take some notes. Dr. Motley covers everything from how hormones are made and detoxed in the body to what role your genetics play and a traditional Chinese medicine approach to balancing hormones with specific herbs. All right, guys, we hope this serves you and you enjoy today's episode. Let's dive in. Hey, friends, Dr. Molly here with the Health Institute. And today I wanted to talk about a very important subject about traditional Chinese medicine approach to hormone balance in relationship to breast tissue health. It's breast cancer awareness. And I wanted to talk about the basic mechanisms of how the body produces hormones such as estrogens and testosterone and progesterone, how it can break them down and recycle them or get rid of them so that it would not lead uh, to excess estrogen buildup in certain tissues of the body, like the shoulders, the breasts, the hips, even the legs and the calves and thighs that could lead to certain types of cancerous situations, i.e. breast cancers. And so we want to talk about how these mechanisms occur and what are some of the traditional Chinese medicine uh, approaches with herbals and spices to help build the body's ability to break down properly estrogens and excess hormones so that it hopefully would never lead to that state of breast cancer. Remember, this is not uh, here to give you personal health care advice. We're saying it, we just want to be here for education. If you have any questions, please ask your primary care physician, your primary, primary doctor. We just want to show the mechanisms and talk about any research we've heard that could help the body balance hormones such as estrogens. So let's start off. When we talk about estrogens, we talk about estrogen buildup. We want to first start off with the liver. This is the nerd aspect of it, guys. And the liver will produce a substance known as pregnenolone. Pregnenolone is made from cholesterol. So your liver makes cholesterol. It makes pregnenolone. Pregnenolone makes progesterone. And progesterone will eventually be broken down and create testosterones. Now, there's many hormone components. You can actually have pregnenolone and progesterone and eventually making cortisol, but some of it shifted over to make testosterone steroid hormone. That testosterone then can be broken down further into E1 and E2, estrone and estradiol. The action of certain minerals and vitamins are what break down hormones into other hormones. So your estrone and estradiol, your E2, are broken into other forms of metabolites, such as 2-hydroxyestradiol, 2-hydroxyestrone. I know it sounds a lot, but it's E1 and E2, and they're broken down in a cascade to certain forms of hydroxyestradiol or estrones. And then it broken down further into methoxyestrone or estradiol. Methoxy means that there are certain forms of methyl groups or, that are added onto the estrogens to help break them down properly. So you have estrogens from testosterone, estrogen, breaking down furthermore to do what? To be excreted. So your body has processes to effectively take estrogens and break them down smaller and smaller so that you can either, you can pee them out. And some of them are released through the bile, which is in the gallbladder, but effective way to get rid of them properly. But what happens when estrogens aren't broken down? They are basically built up in the tissues, such as the shoulders, the breasts, the hips, the calves, the thighs, even into certain areas around the lower waist, the lower abdomen. This is where estrogen builds up. So you have symptoms such as hot flashes, night sweats, 
uh, excessive emotional outburst, um, swelling or water retention. These are all signs that estrogens are building up. So you have your liver creating these hormones and your body can usually take them properly. But what happens when it has an inability to break them down? It's evident that there could be outside toxins and there's outside stress and there's genetic components to it. So your body uses a gene called the COMT. The COMT gene is a gene that helps break down estrogens to the lower forms of estrogen to be excreted out through the bile or through urine. Now, COMT gene is basically affected by your parents giving you a recessive or a dominant gene. So COMT, write that down. COMT genes help you break down not only estrogens, but help with the balancing and recycling of dopamine and even cortisol and adrenaline, uh, noradrenaline and adrenaline. These are all forms of adrenal hormones. So this COMT gene is very, very important. When a COMT gene is not working properly, that means that you can have the estrogens that should be broken down into those lower forms stay in basically a higher form of estrogen. And what does your body do with that estrogen? It gets stored into fat cells. So this estrogen is not broken down. It gets stored into fat cells. And you start, you see during cycles or women's cycles, even men have certain types of lunar cycles or certain cycles within the month where their estrogens build up. And you'll start to see where individuals get breast tenderness. They'll start to have the night, uh, the night sweats or the hot flashes. And so this tissue starts to build up. And these type of excess estrogens have been shown that if they don't break down properly, could lead to cancerous activity. Now, whenever you have a COMT gene defect, you can look on your gene report. And if the COMT gene, if you have a few of these genes that are double recessive, because there's many COMT genes, but if they're double recessive, it means that your estrogens, if you get heavily stressed, will not break down estrogen properly. This is a, a cool fact. What is one of the things that prevents the COMT gene from effectively breaking down your hormones, your estrogen? Catecholamines, which are adrenal hormones. The higher your stress, the more you won't break down estrogens. Further yet, estrogens are broken down with the COMT gene, a properly working COMT gene, if your liver is working properly. Write this down for me. Methylation, methylation, acetylation. Acetylation is a process in the cell. It's, it's, a, it's a really cool system that uses acetyl-CoA. And sulfation are all processes within the cell that breaks down estrogens. So let's say you live a very stressful life. You have a lot of stress going on and you produce a lot of catecholamines, a lot of adrenaline, cortisol, and it prevents that COMT gene working properly. And if your liver is not working well with these other three processes, such as methylation, sulfation, or acetylation, you'll find yourself not being able to break down estrogens, which starts to build up as fat. And you'll start to, or fat cells, and you start to be, you can actually have issues within your cells that could lead to cancer-driven, uh, estrogen-driven cancers. So I'm very, very adamant about when we talk about balancing within the hormones or what are the ways that your body can actually help with COMT genes to help it break down estrogens properly. Now, when we're talking about COMT, I want you to know this. It is very important, though, that the vitamin D levels in your body are regulated. I am going to get down to the herbs. So your body uses a system called methylation. And methylation is basically where your body takes folic acid and uses folic acid through a gene called the MTHFR and the MTRR. And there's a few other ones like MTHFD. 
And it will take folic acid and use that broken down form of folic acid to help convert B12, eventually B12, into a substance known as SAMe. SAMe helps basically activate your vitamin D receptors. And your vitamin D receptors need to be activated. Your vitamin D needs to be absorbed properly within your cells to help with the COMT gene. So the better you can absorb vitamin D through the healthiness of your liver, the methylation process allowing you to break down and make uh, make more SAMe helps turn on your vitamin D receptors to absorb more vitamin D to help you with COMT function. And if your COMT gene functions, then you'll be able to break down estrogens more properly. In fact, the vitamin D receptor, VDR, when it's activated by the SAMe, SAMe, S-adenosylmethionine, it's basically a methyl donor. I know it seems like a lot, but it's basically carbon and hydrogen. Carbon and hydrogen helps this vitamin D receptor to activate. And if you can absorb the vitamin D, it prevents or helps with the body's control of osteoporosis, autoimmune issues, and with cancers. So they always say that in research that vitamin D balance is directly related to the body's ability to handle these types of conditions. So if you have autoimmune or if you have cancerous activity, you always need to be able to check your vitamin D levels because if they're never staying stable, if they're going too far up or too far down or they can never stay at a high level, it means your body may have, may have the inability to actually absorb the vitamin D. So it's a vitamin D receptor. So you look at your gene report. I like to use myhappygenes.com. It's great. But there's many gene reports out there that it tells you if your vitamin D receptors are recessive or dominant. So if you've got recessive genes from both parents, it means that your cells don't produce a ton of vitamin D receptors on the outer circle of the cell to absorb vitamin D. So if you have low amounts of vitamin D receptors, it means you can take a ton of vitamin D, but you may not even absorb any of those. So what you want to do is to, in one aspect, is to get a lot of vitamin A and vitamin K. Well, if you have blood thinning issues, talk to your physician about vitamin K, but vitamin A and vitamin K and vitamin E help activate internal aspects of your cell to actually help absorb vitamin D more efficiently. So you may not have the gene uh, information from your parents to actually produce a ton of vitamin D receptors, but you can actually add more nutrients in there to actually help you absorb it through those few receptors more efficiently. So you have a recessive genes from your parents. If you got double recessive, double recessive vitamin D receptor genes, because there's many vitamin D receptors, but let's say you had 10 to 12 vitamin D receptors and six of them are double recessive. It means you only absorb vitamin D effectively 30% of the time. That in turn will not allow you to activate your COMT gene properly. And if you have recessive genes in your COMT, if you have recessive COMT enzymes, then you basically won't be able to shut down or process estrogens. So you have this COMT gene that utilizes nutrients, certain nutrients like glutathione, carbon hydrogen, uh, magnesium, zinc, certain B vitamins like B6 and P5P. And then you can have uh, N-acetylcysteine, anything that helps with acetyl-CoA, that's another one. MSM, vitamin C, these are all vitamins and minerals that help with the activation or the breakdown and recycling of estrogens properly. Now, I know that that's a lot of information to give you guys, but I'm going to read this off real quick to you guys and show you because I have it all. It's a really cool chart. Um, I love telling my, my patients about this. So whenever we talk about the breakdown, guys, I love it. It's like 
We're talking about magnesium. We're talking about SAM-E. We're talking about uh, methyl B12s. We're talking about P5P. We're talking about glutathione, zinc. We're talking about acetyl-CoA again, sulfur, MSM. These are all things. Selenium is a huge one, but these are all things that actually help break down estrogens. Now, are you supposed to go out and take all of these? No, I'm not saying you take all of these at the same time. In fact, when we're talking about gene reports, what I find in gene reports, guys, when I look at mine through My Happy Genes, they give you like a nutritional evaluation, which will tell you what you probably are deficient in. But a good way to do it is get to an intracell uh, or spectracell, intracellular nutrition evaluation. And you can get that spectra, S-P-E-C-T-R-E, spectra cells good, and find out what nutrients you're deficient in. Is your cells actually absorbing this? Or do you have enough in your cells? If you don't, then you'll find out if these nutrients I just mentioned are an adequate amounts to help you break down your estrogens. Isn't that cool? So rewind this, write those down, see if these nutrients are effective. Also look at the COMT gene, look at the MTHFR, MTRR, and look at your vitamin D receptors. If they don't work properly, then you know that you have to look at these nutrients I just mentioned to help your body break them down efficiently and effectively. And whenever the body is deficient consistently in vitamin D receptors or vitamin D, I look at the genetic aspect, but I also look at malabsorption. I look at things such as leaky gut. I look at things such as an improper digestive system and also low stomach acid, stomach's inability to process and break down nutrients. This is, a, this is another aspect, but I wanted to go through the production. Remember the pregnenolone makes these types of hormones within the the ovaries, and in the testes, and they're supposed to be broken down through the processes we just mentioned in the liver. The liver health is vital because liver proper health will actually help you with your methylation, acetylation, and sulfation, and then help you with all the breakdown with vitamin D receptors and the breakdown of estrogens and recycling of it. So that's your basic 101. And the reason I went through all that, guys, is because if you have these, um, if you've experienced breast cancer in any in any way, like yourself or you know somebody, it, it means that you'll see the excess build up and your heart goes out to individuals who have to go through this. And looking at a gene report and seeing if your COMT or your VDR is working properly can give you an idea of why cancers uh, or estrogen-driven cancers could thrive because estrogens aren't able to be processed properly. Now, what are some of the things I see naturally that will help balance hormones to help your body with a proper estrogen balance? There's a few. I love write these down, but I'm not saying take all of these. Remember, you need to get a, a great practitioner that could uh, that loves holistic um, medicine or a good primary care doctor that loves this type of asset to integrate it with uh, Western medicine to see if it can help you with your hormone balance. But I love Chase Tree, which is Chase Berry. Um, I love uh, Suma Root. Suma Root's really good as well. It's one of my favorites. I like Shadavari. Uh, Shadavari is one of my favorite uh, uh, hormonal balances, uh, balancers within Ayurvedic medicine. So I like to see that whenever we talk about hormone, and I wrote down a few more for us. Um, when I look at hormone balance, I want to look at the ingredients that we've even used in our foods like rosemary. Rosemary is such a good cleanser of the insulin system. It actually helps with growth factors, human growth factors. And it's been shown to help with hormone balance so well in blood sugar that it's actually helped with estrogen balance. I also like uh, philanthus. Philanthus is known as like a, a stone breaker within the gallbladder and the kidneys, but it has been shown with hormone balance because if you have a healthy gallbladder, 
a healthy gallbladder does what? Bile in your system. Your liver will take excess estrogen and use excess estrogen and throw them into your bile, which is there to do what? Break down fats. So your body uses bile to do two or three jobs at one time. So your body will take bile and go break down fats in the stomach. But at the same time, it may have infections, old infections, dead infections, where they're all supposed to be neutralized and alkalinized in the gallbladder. But if the gallbladder is sick and tired, that estrogen can actually get into that area. The old infections can, and it can go to get into your stomach. But the problem is this. If estrogens are not properly evacuated from the gallbladder, from a stagnant gallbladder, those estrogens stay in your body longer. And so you'll start to see that people do not break down estrogens and they start to build up in the tissue because the gallbladder cannot get rid of them effectively because of a sick gallbladder. Um, you'd be surprised how much the thyroid has to do with in gall, proper, gall, proper gallbladder function and uh, releasing of and breaking down of hormones. So that's what the uh, like uh, philanthus, P-H-Y-L-L-A-N-T-H-U-S, philanthus. Um, Shisandra is a really good one. Shisandra is a liver detoxifier. It's a natural glutathione produ uh, producer. Remember, glutathione helps break down those excessive excess forms of estrogens to smaller components to be pushed out of the body. So those are some of my big ones, all right? I love Shisandra. I love philanthus. Um, I love Shadavari. I love Chase Tree. Um, I like Sumarut. They're all such great um, hormone balancers, and they actually help with the body's ability to do what? To balance hormones, to help clean up and help break down estrogens and help to recycle them, because that's the biggest key is to help recycle them and get rid of the excess properly. So when I look at these types of herbals, I also find that there are certain types of lifestyle changes that I would suggest. I would suggest that individuals do not go into estrogen mimickers. Estrogen mimickers are if you drink out of plastic bottles quite a bit, people say BPA free. I know there's a lot of controversy. You know, only certain types of BPA have to be mentioned if it's BPA free. free. There's many types of BPAs uh, that can be thrown into a plastic and not have to be mentioned. So you want to try to avoid plastics as much as possible because it's an estrogen mimicker. What does an estrogen mimicker mean? It means that it does the same activity or it produces the same type of effect as estrogen when it's not really an estrogen. So you have an overproduction and overabundance of estrogen type symptoms because these types of substances are creating estrogen type effect. And you see this with certain types of petroleum, certain types of health. Um, a personal um, uh, toiletry items such as makeups and colognes. Many of them have estrogen uh, mimickers within them. Uh, you'll see that with plastics. You'll see that with soy. So I and and I don't say that all soy is bad. I think that soy and people use tempeh and they use tofu. It's good organic sources. I don't say that they're all bad. But if you have a problem with estrogen breakdown, soy products are probably something that you want to avoid. And so you see how many of these things can actually prevent or cause your body to have problems with the recycling of estrogens. So we have all these different types of toxins. We want to avoid anything that can be an estrogen mimicker. And one of the biggest ones I have to say is going to be dairy. I'm not saying all dairy is bad for people out there who use for certain forms of dairy. But um, remember this, the body will crave estrogens if you feel deficient or you have organs that predominate your body that are very estrogen driven. So milk has lots of estrogen within it cow dairy, right? Um, they say goat dairy or goat milk and sheep dairy can actually be assimilated better, but our bodies will take that excess estrogen 
and utilize it. Now, it may not affect many of us in certain ways, but there are certain types of body types. I'm trying to get, you know, I want you guys to not get lost or feel bored at this, but I'm saying that when you have an estrogen body type, we have a body type that where an individual may be more voluptuous, have rounder hips, rounder breasts, uh, a little bit shorter of stature. Um, usually like men would be a little bit more stockier, have a nice uh, solid frame. Skin's very soft because they're more estrogen dominant. Hands are a little bit smaller. They're like a little bit shorter in fingers. Palms a little bit bigger than their fingers or longer, you know, longer than their fingers. And this is an estrogen body type. Um, you'll start to see individuals who are very emotional because all that estrogen builds up in the tissue, makes their skin really soft. Um, and so they are uh, very, very, uh, we call very comforting and round uh, in certain aspects of the shoulders and the hips because they will take estrogens and store it. Now, when we're talking about a body type, if an estrogen body type ever gets fatigued and tired, what does that mean? It means that the ovaries and the testes can starve. When estrogens are being continuously pumped out and used, those organs will crave estrogens to help support them if they feel tired. So individuals that are estrogen body types or predominate that will crave dairy. They'll crave cheese. They'll crave ice cream. They'll want these things to give them excess estrogens because these organs run off of them. So that's the one reason that many people out there that could love cheese, they crave estrogens, they crave this, um, this type of hormone in their body. Now, we can get into body types a whole nother time, but I just wanted to touch base that whenever we got, get out into our diet, I want to say I would reduce, eliminate, or heavily investigate through food sensitivities if you had a problem with dairy, cow dairy, soy, estrogen mimickers of any sort. Um, and anything like plastics. You want to try to avoid those types of things in your diet. So we're not just going to talk about just the ovaries. I mean, it is related to the thyroid and to the adrenals, but if we can eliminate these things out of our diet, we can look into the shadavari, the chase tree. We can look into the philanthus. We can look into rosemary. We can look into shisandra. We can look into all of these and see if these are something that can actually help us with proper hormonal balance. I'm very, very adamant about when patients come in, when they have a hormonal balance, especially estrogens, is that one of the first things I do is I go in to get them their, um, their genetics tested. And I see if they're recessive or double recessive for the COMT gene or the VDRs. And I try my best to help work with the nutrients I just described to help their body with the proper breakdown and proper processing of hormones. When we have a traditional Chinese medicine aspect of it, we're talking about breast health. We really want to talk about, um, they call it the, uh, the reproductive organs. Uh, there's a few that I think that are very important when you go to Chinese medicine doctors to get, we call the triple warmer checked. The triple warmer has to do with three aspects of the body. I say the lower bowel and the reproductive, like the ovaries and the testes, the middle burner, which would have to do with the adrenals and the middle digestion, uh, like the liver and the intestines, and the upper burner, which had to do with the heart and the brain and the thyroid. These are the three burners that produce energy in the body. And whenever we talk about using these types of herbs, using getting rid of these types of uh, dietary um, components, we also want to make sure that we nourish the reproductive organs. And so whenever I usually work with individuals, I always check the triple warmer, the triple heater, they call it, uh, meridian system or the meridian acupuncture um, uh, lines. And if we ever find any type of deficiency I usually go through it with my type of testing, biofeedback, and with nutritional like lab testing to see if a person needs a certain type of herb like we just mentioned to help build strength within the reproductive glands. 
And I usually use different type of acupuncture needles on certain points within that triple warmer to help bring life and vitality fire back to the reproductive organs. There's many aspects of it though. I would say that whenever we look into like us, whenever, you know, you think about an individual that's had suffered and has gone through breast cancer and you have the buildup of this breast tissue, you, you know, many times there's many cleanses that people want to go through. And I think that cleanses are great. Remember it's proper nutrition that helps with the body's methylation process. So you get a gene test like my happy genes. I'm not plugging that. I don't get anything back from uh, Dr. Dunn. I'm saying, but you get a gene test and check these genes out and then see if they have a nutritional analysis or ask your doctor about it. And they can tell you which type of nutrition would help your body with the production. I mean, with the um, assist the body's enzymes or hormones in the genes to help you with breakdown of the hormones. I, I said that backwards, help your body with the genes to break down the hormones properly. So that's one good thing that you can start with right now. Traditional Chinese medicine um, really loves to use the triple warmer, loves to treat the kidneys and loves to treat the stomach. So remember, you treat that triple warmer, get your kidneys analyzed. If you had chronic bacterial infections, chronic UTIs, the kidney meridian goes right up near through the chest and so does the stomach meridian. So I have seen individuals that have suffered through breast cancer. I'm not saying this caused the breast cancer. We already talked about the genetic aspect, but toxicities within our bodies from our foods that get into our stomach that actually can injure the HCL production. They can injure the stomach to the point where it's not having enough good acid production to break down and create, and then it creates leaky gut that can affect the meridian that goes right up through the breast and the kidneys go right up through the center near the inside edges of the breast. So can this affect weak tissue within the chest? Yes. What are some of the emotions that go with the stomach? Self-worth, low self-esteem, uh, caring too much for other individuals, but not caring yourself for the, enough for yourself. Kidney, which is fear and paralyzed. Well, I can't move forward. This can all block the measurement of energy or of electricity from traveling from the kidneys up through the chest and from the stomach traveling right down from the inside, right underneath the eyes, right down through the chest. So you have to look at your digestive health and your bladder kidney health. If you start to strengthen those up, that also will help with your body's balancing of hormones in relationship to estrogen buildup. The healthier these lines are, the healthier the tissue around the breast will be. So your body has the energy to do what? The electrical patterns, the blood flow to help remove excess hormones. These are all some basic steps to help you with production. So remember, stomach health and kidney health. Go to a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, check on these areas, check on the triple warmer. Okay. And we want to make sure that when we get all these things cleared out, it'll eventually lead back to your liver. Liver health means methylation health. Liver means that you can break down your hormones, your caffeine, your pesticides, uh, all the stuff you get toxic in your water, all the things in the air, liver health. That's why everybody's big kick on liver cleanses. But you remember, you have to clean up the stomach, you have to clean up the, the kidneys, you have to clean up the triple warmer and the liver to help with any type of estrogen buildup. I know this is a lot to bring, but if you go to a, a really practiced Chinese medicine practitioner, they'll go through this with you. And let's not forget the gallbladder. The gallbladder is so important. Remember, the gallbladder stores estrogen and you have to have a properly working gallbladder to help get rid of it. What has plagued our culture with hormones imbalances through the gallbladder? Excess sugars, pesticides in our water, birth control in our water, 
heavy use of antibiotics, dehydration, low amounts of water, not enough good salts in our diet, not enough good minerals and vitamins, B vitamins, malnutrition, leaky gut, all leads to improper gallbladder health. And that gallbladder is there to help your body get rid of all that excess estrogen. But what if it doesn't because it's so unhealthy? All that estrogen backs up and it starts to get stored within the tissues of the body. So you start to see an individual who has gallstones or who has sludgy bile, sludgy bile through an ultrasound, or their kidneys are really tired, right? Or they have leaky gut. All these are intertwined. But if you have ever had your gallbladder removed, if you've ever had excess problems within the gallbladder or the liver issue, and you've had experiences with estrogen buildup within the breast tissue that could lead to that state of breast cancer, please get that checked out. I'm saying that you need proper gallbladder health to help prevent your body going from going into excess estrogen buildup or even building up even anymore. So if you're going through any treatments with breast cancer, you know, if you're going through uh, a Western medicine model, it's there. To, you can ask your primary care physician, but look at the gallbladder health because it's really important in Chinese medicine to help you with getting rid of excess estrogen. You don't want to keep building it up. You want to try to flush it out. Gallbladder, I cannot stress that enough. So that's one aspect of, uh, that's many aspect, I guess, of Chinese medicine that will help you with um, breast tissue health. Remember, when we talk about ovary health, we're talking about breast health. Let's look at getting these proper nutrients in the body. Let's get rid of all these excess things in our diets. Let's help with our emotional file, which is, Get rid of help with this low self-esteem, help with the fear and the paralyzed will. Work on your anger. This will help strengthen up the liver, the kidneys, the gallbladder, the stomach to help you with proper breast health. Man, that was a lot. Um, I hope I was not all over the place, guys. I like giving these types of podcasts. But if you're listening to me out there, remember, change your diet to help benefit your gallbladder and your stomach. Let's get out of leaky gut. I love, um, when we talk about gallbladder, I just want to say this, what are some things that help the gallbladder? I already talked about philanthus. That's one big one. And then Chinese coptis. Chinese coptis is C-O-P-T-I-S is huge on cleaning that gallbladder. If you ever experienced like you've ever done a gallstone release or a gall flush, gallbladder flush, you want to go to, uh, you want to take a properly like low invasive aspect in doing a gallbladder flush, but look into these herbs because they can gently start to clean up the bile in the system. You want to work on that MTHFR on that liver. I'm just repeating myself because I don't want anybody to feel lost in this. So guys, I hope this has helped. I know it's a lot to take in tonight uh, or today um, when we're talking about um, breast cancers or, or hormonal imbalance that could lead to estrogen dominance. But I hope I didn't miss anything. There's a lot more I could actually talk about, um, but I wanted to give you the basics. So let's keep ourselves healthy with our liver and uh, let's see if we can add or check these types of nutrients out and see if we can incorporate them uh, to keep the estrogen from building up. If you do have cancers right now, you know, you can ask your doctors about this or your primary care physicians and see what they think about it if it's information that's new to you. So guys, uh, for uh, from Dr. Motley, from Courtney, from Dr. Axe, we say thank you so much. And um, this is a traditional Chinese medicine along with genetics, along with Western medicine on how to help your body um, with this type of issue with estrogen dominance. Guys, take it easy. Ask us if you have any questions, uh, any comments. I could probably talk about this subject for many, many uh, hours, but I, I want to just say this too at the end though, uh, that whenever we talk about diet, diet's so important. Uh, food is medicine. And if we keep in our culture eating foods that dehydrate us, that uh, cause in- over-inflammation, 
that just wreck and damage our liver and gallbladder. It is one of the things in our bodies that makes a perfect breeding ground for the inability to break down hormones. So let's do our best to, to uh, prevent this. All right, guys, be blessed, be well. I hope you guys have a great day and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Be safe. And uh, I'm just babbling, but anyway, love y'all. Take it easy.